You're not going to believe this, but um, Disney's making a Grad Night movie. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> The 2OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world, Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 46. This episode of 2OC, we talk about Croft Controversy, You Suck My Jaeger, and I wonder, wonder, what's in a wonder con? I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton DeWong. Hey, Anton, how's your week been? Uh, it's been pretty, pretty busy. I mean, uh, it looks like you've been busy, too. Yeah, I mean, okay, for listeners, we usually record on a Thursday or Friday. We're recording a little bit late on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, It's been pretty uh, hectic, but uh, I think... Uh, I think we're going to pull it together pretty well. Uh, I think I'm going to edit this episode right after we're done. So we're probably going to release it the same night. No, as uh, Alex Jones says, we'll do it live. No, 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 uh, not Alex Jones. Bill uh, O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. We'll do it live. There you Fuck go. It. Edit we'll that. Edit it live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. So what have, what have you been up to besides uh, just being busy in general? Keeping up with movies. Uh, I know we're going to talk about uh, some of the movies later, uh, I, I got to see Tomb Raider, got to see uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, and I've been trying to get my hands on the uh, uh, previews, I mean, not preview, but like um, a screener for Ready Player One before it comes out, but dude, this movie is so popular that it's no. so hard to get. Are, you mean like for the podcast or for your own benefit? Uh, I, I wanted to see it tomorrow. Because uh, there's a screening tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully talk about it on. Um, well, I'm gonna see it Thursday anyway, so it doesn't really matter at this point. But I, I kind of wanted to see it ahead of time, you know, just to you know uh, watch it again. Because I know this movie is one of those movies where you're gonna have to watch a couple times to mm-hmm. get everything that you want to see. Like uh, you have to watch it a couple times to see certain things in it uh i mean the whole movie's filled with um pop culture references everywhere so yeah because uh, what well, do you say the the movie comes out this weekend i the movie comes out on friday but okay. uh, uh i think uh, there's gonna be previews on thursday night so uh, okay yeah. so while we're on the topic might as well go into wondercon mm-hmm. that was one of the popular panels was that people were trying to get to see like the the because they're allegedly they're going to show a, tra- a long trailer or a sneak peek of Ready Player One, mm-hmm. and I was talking to first of all I met some really cool people online. Oh, um, nice. This girl, this girl named Amy, who got into the wrong line. She, mm-hmm. I, I was in line for the vendor. She was she wanted to get in line for the the panels, mm-hmm. and so she said she was trying to get into that one. And I was kind of like, why the movie comes out next week and she's like that's true i didn't even think about that i just wanted to see the movie or the be part of the panel mm-hmm. but i don't i don't know I, i'm i'm fine with the sitting waiting especially at this point they've been releasing trailers like crazy though the different versions different i mean i i, I think what for a couple of episodes we went a few a few episodes like a new trailer every episode 
Yeah. Maybe when if you went to the stuff. panel, um, you might have gotten a chance to go watch the movie early or something. I don't know. If I didn't go to the panel? No, no. Like, for the people that go, usually go to the panels, like, um, I remember at Comic-Con, there was a couple of movies where um, they showed early for the um, the screeners. Yeah. And whoever showed up at the panel, like, if it's a small panel, then they'll uh, release tickets so then you can go to a movie theater nearby to watch it. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, and that's a th- so that's the first thing about WonderCon. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's really separate from Comic Con. Yeah. Because you know Comic Con, it's not just the size of the convention, but also all of downtown San Diego gets into it. Yeah. That's not the thing for WonderCon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if 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 anything, it annoys the crap out of the places around there. Mm-hmm. Um. So that that's one of the limitations that I kind of you miss out on. Like as soon as you walk out of the convention center, that's it. There's mm-hmm. food trucks outside. There's some cosplayers taking pictures, but it's not. It's not really any events going on in the outside of the convention center. Yeah, but I, I think that's the, the thing that I like about WonderCon, though. Like when you go, it's it, it's it's personal, but it yeah. it's just what you need. You don't need too much, you know. Comparing it to San Diego, I mean, yeah, you get the full immersive you know experience, but this is more like laid back and uh, it just feels just right. Well, that's the thing, though, and I I'm, and I wish we, you know, we thought ahead and invited uh, Josiah from the Comic Syndicate to get his take. Mm-hmm. But I feel that WonderCon is at the point where it's getting bigger names, mm-hmm. but it's not having the full experience that Comic Con would. So oh, it gets yeah, yeah. So I mean, th- there's lots of signings, there's like th- you know, a lot of meeting greets, but it's a, it's insanely packed now. It's not mm-hmm. like a, a small. Com- it's not a small convention anymore. Yeah, some people don't really want to go to Comic Con, so they just go to WonderCon. But the weird thing is, most of the people that go to San Diego Comic Con go to WonderCon too. Well, that was the thing, though. It, it used yeah. to be, you know, WonderCon would go on sale, and then a month later, Comic Con would go on sale, and as soon as Comic Con sold out, WonderCon would sell out. Yeah, because that was people's backup plan. That, mm-hmm. WonderCon is their their safety net. Their their um the rebound, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah, um, yeah, but and it sucks because I was there mm-hmm. at five in the morning, five thirty. Mm-hmm. One of the first people, which I made me wish. I'm like, I wish there was good panels because I'm actually would be one of the first ones in line. And I don't know if you saw my snap, but for the exhibit hall, because of the way some people wanted to like, some of the people that were ahead of us mm-hmm. wanted to go to the signings or like they wanted they wanted to be alternates for the signings because i guess people bought it ahead of time and if they didn't show up alternates would get a, a chance to get a wristband to get a signing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so those people ahead of us left so it was me and my friend juliet that were like the first ones in the exhibit hall literally the first ones wow so i was kind of like damn it i should like if there's better panels i could have gotten in line for the panels and you know guaranteed a seat I mean, if you're a big fan of action figures and stuff, then the um, the exhibition um, would be the best bet to go into, uh, just to you know go to the floor, buy whatever you need. But yeah, if you're going early, then you got to go to the panels. But I, I guess there wasn't anything that really stood out to you. Not not the early panels, and it, yeah. the, the good ones weren't until like five o'clock. Yeah, and it seems like uh, most of the good stuff was on the Friday. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Like the 
I guess there's some news about Superman. They're bringing the trunks back. Um, I wish I did more research into that. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll just give you the rundown mm-hmm. of the 10 a.m. Uh, panels. Yeah. Uh, the first one is <clears throat> the Her Universe Fashion Show, Junior Design Camp. Mm-hmm. The Avatar's narrative writing for video games. How to okay. get press coverage. <laughs> this one kind of teased me. IDW Publishing and Star Trek comics. Hey, you know, that that's what... See, that's the whole thing about, you know, these uh, uh, conventions is it's mostly about... Uh, comics and you know that that's that's very true to what it's supposed to be instead of a whole pop culture uh convention like san diego comic-con i mean this is exactly how it was supposed to be back in the days no i agree i mean nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with the the topic i mean nothing wrong with the the level of the topics Mm -hmm. but the topic itself didn't interest me yeah Uh, i think the first one that interested me was um Oh, what was it? It was something about Transformers. I just saw it too and I lost it. But it's about the Transformers uh, video game. Oh, okay. And like, okay, that's interesting. But yeah, that wasn't until 2 p.m. And I wasn't going to wait in line you mm-hmm. know, to get into the convention. Because there, no, there was nothing before or after that that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, the exhibits are cool. Uh, it was actually a lot of vendors. It was fun walking around. Too much Pop Funko now. Yeah, they they pretty much license everything that you can think of. Yeah, like the 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 type of pop, pop funkos and the amount of vendors selling them, it was too much. Uh, but, oh, exploding kittens had a good booth though. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did so they, they actually have kittens there or something? No, they had. That would have been awesome, actually. Um, <laughs> no, they had like a fake. Uh, I don't even call it kind of vending machine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is really just a box with a window and somebody inside of it. Mm-hmm. So you you, you know you put in your email address, like of course whatever, like you know the typical vendor stuff, mm-hmm. and you get to press the button to see your prize. They press the button, and literally anything can come out of that damn box. <laughs> uh, I, my my friend was laughing because somebody got um, a tote bag, mm-hmm. and then right afterwards the next person got a potato. <laughs> literally a potato literally a potato a real potato (laughs) that is insane that's funny and then the guy after that got a pineapple (laughs) which is funny in itself but to make it worse it turns out he's allergic to pineapple so he just came back no i was like oh like that could not have been scripted better (laughs) (laughs) so like stuff like that was interesting um Mm -hmm. i got and and you you saw this at one uh, not wondercon at comic-con Mm-hmm. I prefer going to the independent artist and the you know the small comic book uh, writers and and creators, mm-hmm. just because you know seeing something different, something not mainstream, and supporting a, a community. Mm-hmm. Didn't really see anything I liked. <laughs> oh no! It was remember, uh, yeah yeah. I remember uh, uh, like all of us would walk in that area and just look at art and you know. Uh, talk to some of them it was yeah. cool yeah, it, yeah i mean especially the the writers like they got really into the conversation mm-hmm. but it was a lot of like zombie zombie romance uh a borderline pornography for uh uh how was it called vampires <laughs> <laughs> well that's the trend 
that was a trend like four years ago. <laughs> yeah, it, it still is. Uh, well, at least they're trying. A certain extent, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a kind of disappointing. Like, ah, like the the art was great, yeah. but I didn't want to. I mean, not the pornography one, but like the other ones, the the zombie ones. Like the art was great, but mm-hmm. not enough for me to go like, well, the story doesn't compel me. I'm not going to spend money on it. Mm-hmm. So I think I only bought a Bob's Burger T-shirt. Because mm-hmm. it said, uh, was it Anaheim 2018? So that's cool. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like something, you know, unique to Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And uh, two uh, prints were Stitch. Because, you know, I love Stitch for Disney. Yeah. And it's uh, one, one is of him trying to, you know, eat BB-8. And the other one is of him dressed as Hamilton saying, immigrants, we get the job done. <laughs> are these official shirts or no 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 these, 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 no, no, these are prints these are prints like the cards oh okay yeah so those are added to my collection now they're on my instagram i'll post it on the podcast instagram to share okay that's cool yeah but I'm like other than that it was nothing really wow but i mean it was a good experience for my friend yeah so would you do things differently next year if you wanted to go to com um not comic con WonderCon? I would definitely still do one day because I think that's okay. all you really need. Yeah. But I would choose Friday. Yeah. It, it seems like Friday is the day that has everything at WonderCon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, comparing it to San Diego Comic-Con, it looks like it's it's a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, which is the main days for panels because of all those movies and everything that they're trying to show off during that time. Yeah. But other than that, um, TV shows would be, you know, something that's uh, that's on those uh, three days also, too. And uh, I, I think, like we said before, we only need one day to walk the floor. I mean, if we're just buying oh, just yeah. regular swag, then yes. But if you're looking for, like, um, uh, specifics, like limited edition Comic-Con uh, Thursday where you get the arm piece, uh you know, uh, Friday where you get the, the 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 chess piece, you know, stuff like that. Then, yeah, you're probably too hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I think that's the other thing too is with Comic Con, mm-hmm. you got sent all over the place. Not just mm-hmm. not just to go check out, you know, what's going on outside the convention, but to collect your prizes. Oh yeah, I think like for for the, some of the panels, we had to go to like the Marriott next door to this floor to collect our our t-shirt or our buttons or whatever yeah 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 um but, but oh, yeah go ahead no, so on a more personal experience too, this is my friend Juliet's first um convention or like official like you know geek convention Nerd. geek <laughs> yeah like we did t- d23 but i was trying to explain to her d23 is not it's not the same no it's cool <laughs> it's cool for disney fans mm-hmm. but it's not the same and i think this one kind of gave her a better taste of like how much variety there was mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just showing him, like, just, like, example, like, even something that is Disney, like my Stitch prints, they were, I, there was nothing Stitch at, at D23. Yeah. They're just trying to promote the new the new stuff. Yeah. Um, WaterCon, Comic-Con is more pop, pop culture, pop culture. Yeah. Uh, D23 pop, is just pop uh, whatever Disney wants to sell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's funny, though, because uh, uh, I, I was playing... I was playing boyfriend the whole, all of Saturday wow. because I, you know what? I've never attended a convention with a girl before. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, geeks get aggressive around other geeks. Oh yeah. Like you know, like usually okay. For the most part, geeks are more quiet or reserved in a public setting or social yeah. environment. True. But I think in an in an area or environment where geeks are everywhere, they feel safer and more confident, and they get aggressive. <laughs> so so for yeah, the yeah, ma- totally understandable. I, I I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So uh, I I I had to play. I had to pretend to be my friend Juliet's boyfriend. Yeah. So some of this stuff, or whatever. But it's yeah, it, it's just funny though. I'm like, it's funny <laughs> seeing some geeks that aren't really. You can tell they they don't really hit on girls. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like oh here here's my uh, here's my uh, zone. So uh, everybody's equal here. So I yes. have a chance at any other girl <laughs> or any other guy. I don't know. Yeah. Whichever it, way they swing. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, and there's some cool uh, there's some cool costumes too. There was um, yeah. uh, what's her name from um, uh, Hela from from Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I, I saw pictures of those online. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, there's some cool ones there. Uh, there's a lot of Pikachu's wandering around, like mm-hmm. full on, uh, like Japanese and uh, suit Pikachu, like the ones that you see on uh, YouTube where yeah, they're like dancing. Are, yeah, exactly oh, okay. that that size. Yeah, uh, well, I've, that's pretty I've, cool. <laughs> well, I felt bad because uh, I guess maybe they're not the same quality, but two of them that I saw had to be guided by two people. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. they couldn't see ish out of the eyes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, enough about WonderCon, Anton. Tell me what you did this weekend. Yeah. So there was actually something that I wanted you to do this past weekend it was uh, going up to LA to check out the Ready Player One maze. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear about it until you told me about it. But mm-hmm. when you asked me to go, and I said, "Nope, nope, not going <laughs> to that LA traffic." <laughs> no. And the thing is, I I would only go to LA. If it was like an all day thing or not, not an all day thing, but like there, there was multiple things to do, mm-hmm. but I wasn't going to go for just a maze. Yeah, it, it wasn't just a maze. It, it was like a um, a shop that was opened up, kind of like a pop up shop. And uh, you get to experience a couple of other things, too. Like they have a VR experience um, where you can create your own avatar. Uh, they also have uh, Hot Topic there selling their ready player one swag uh they had like a dj kind of like a little dance area it's kind of cool um but you can reserve your spot online but it it got so popular online Mm -hmm. that uh, uh all the reservations were gone so if you wanted to go you would have to go on the standby line and it seems like at the very first couple days it was really slow on on the standby line a lot of people who just walked by just went straight in but uh after hot topic did an email blast where there's they were saying that they were going to be there uh it seemed like it it started to kick up uh some people on social media to um, bring more people into that area to check it out yeah because it was in hollywood right yeah, it was in Hollywood. Yeah. I think it was the same exact uh, setup that they had for South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. They just shipped everything over and then um, just built everything back up in uh, Hollywood just to promote the movie. And yeah, overall, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, might worth be checking out. Uh, I think it's until uh, I think next weekend or this weekend. I think it ends this weekend. So 
yeah, I don't know if you're ever going to go because of the traffic and everything, but uh, we're talking about. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I yeah. rather, I think I'd rather spend my free time to watch a movie since I haven't had a chance this month. Yeah. And I refuse to let movie pass win and get a free month for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you have uh, a bit of movies to watch. You can probably, yeah. uh, you know, watch one every other day uh, this week and probably catch up. Uh, oh, we, yeah. it's gonna, I mean, it's going to get only more and more busy as this, as this month or weeks go by because we're getting closer and closer into the movie season. I mean, the summer movie season. Yeah. Um, and also, I think uh, a lot of kids are... Uh, having uh, spring break. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, spring break just ended for the kids over here. So. Um, no, some of them are still. Uh, and you can tell in the morning traffic who was on spring break because traffic was not that bad around uh, some of the university exits. Yeah. Uh, traffic was pretty open last week because all the kids were out of school and uh, they're on vacation uh, or at home just. I don't know, playing video games. But <laughs> was, yeah, it was pretty empty. I was telling my coworker, because I told him, like, oh, there's less traffic because the kids are not in college, or they're not going to school right now. And she's like, is there that many, really that many college students on the freeway? I'm like, no, it's not the amount of them. It's how bad they are at driving. Because <laughs> especially that exit by uh, uh, Fairview. Yeah, where like, uh, OCC is. Yeah, like they'll, they'll go from the carpool lane across five lanes to the exit and that's usually where there's a lot of traffic because like you, there's a bunch of them just cutting through all the lanes yeah like did like really you guys don't know how to prepare an exit a, you know exit the carpool lane earlier yeah <laughs> that's california um drivers for you but <laughs> yes. it, yeah um the week before last week uh i got a chance to go check out tomb raider and uh, you haven't least... seen it yet but I, i'm just gonna vaguely go through it with Elisa Vekender? Yeah, Elise, Alicia Vekender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. It's pretty damn close to breaking the video game movie curse. Ooh. Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, it's a lot more serious. So mm-hmm. it kind of gives you that um, uh, Dark Knight. Well, not Dark Knight. Um, it's the first movie. Batman Begins. Kind of serious, gritty. yeah. More gritty, more serious, and uh, I think Alicia Vikander d- did really good in this movie. I, I think she's a really great uh, Laura Croft, and I guess she really went out of her way to train herself to get those eight pack abs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really hard to get eight pack abs. And there's a, a a trainer that trained a couple of uh, movie stars that. Uh, um, this is kind of like his trademark. Uh, he's done um, <laughs> eight pack abs is, is his trademark. Yeah, yeah. He trains. It's really hard uh, to train people in a short amount of time, and he has like a whole uh, a whole agenda on how to get eight pack abs, but it has to be done his way. Well, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, uh, he has a trainer. That's his yeah. job. Yeah, but this guy is known for that, and you know, doing it in a short amount of time. But, um, okay, so I think the reason why it's so good is is because it stays true to the Tomb Raider game that came out three years ago. And that game was a reboot of the, um, mm-hmm. of the old series. It, it kind of gave it more of a serious vibe because, you know, uh, the past couple of Tomb Raider games have 
try to get serious, but uh, you know the first couple is kind of polygonal and and very uh, video game. It, it wasn't like a actual real story that it was trying to tell. It was more like a, um, puzzles and just you, you get what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. And I think that's and, and this brings me to the the Croft controversy that I was uh, referring to at the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, some guy got blown up on Twitter for saying that Elisa Vekinder, Alicia Vekinder was not, does not look like Laura Croft. Laura Croft has curves. Alicia Vekinder's too. Well, they had did a whole muscular. freaking reboot. Well, I don't well, know if this guy's on, even knowing. No, that yeah, that, that and that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I that's people pointed out saying that the reboot is of Laura Croft is more slim. She's more muscular. A lot like Alicia Beckender. Yes. So the, clearly he's like an old school, he's an old school geek where, you know, he grew up with the old school Laura Croft with, you know, polygonal yeah. boobs. Yeah. And you got that with, uh, uh, you know, Angelina Jolie. So and get it over was, it. This and is it was, a reboot. Yeah. And it was a very cheesy and not great movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's a fun movie to watch. I mean, I can watch it over and over and have a couple laughs, but it's, I never really took it seriously. It's it's a fun movie to watch, but it's not a great movie or a good movie. It's a triple X, but with Laura Croft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instead of, instead of Vin Diesel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a comedic action. Yeah. So for me, this movie kept all of the action sequences <laughs> from the, uh, the game that came out recently. Uh-huh. And it also adds a lot of the puzzles from the actual game into the movie. I mean, there's a lot more puzzles, but they took some of the ones that really made sense to the movie. So okay, that's I, good. They're very yeah, which is it. really good, very very good. And um, they didn't make this movie as cheesy as I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be like the whole cheese factor of you know um cheesy jokes and cheesy action and cheesy cuts but uh oh dude i I, i'm all for this movie um the only thing is yes the story is a little weak but i think the second one will probably uh be a lot better uh i'm hoping because there's so much more to explore with laura croft and uh i think they did a very good job of bringing in that direction and hopefully more video game movies would be up to par as good as this one well this gives me hope for like other video game movies a similar genre mm-hmm. uh, what's that game that one that uh, people say that or they used to joke on trs about the uh, trachtenberg looking like the main character uh, not Trachtenberg, but uh, jeff canada looked like the main character uh his name is i mean the game is called uncharted no, it looked like it looked like Trachtenberg. Really? I thought yeah. it looked more like um, uh, Jeff Kanata. No, that was the that was the joke that like when the when the game was first coming out, they were showing like the cover of the game. They're saying like, "Holy crap! It looks like Trachtenberg." <laughs> okay, you, you went to Grad Night, right? Yes. Uh, it, it was at the Grove, correct? Uh, not Grad. Uh, uh, prom was at at the Grove. Okay, so the Grad Night. Where was Grad Night at? Grad Night was at some Irvine complex. There's a oh, park. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that giant park, uh, the one with the um, the balloon and everything. But oh. I guess it was like a casino night. Yeah, casino night, and they did other events there too. Okay, so 
you know how Disney also does grad night? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's that season. Crap. (laughs) Yeah, it's that season, but Disney found a way to make more money. Oh, what? Oh, uh, 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 let me take a guess. Are they going to bring Disney to you? What does that mean? <laughs> like, are like they'll bring like you know props and other decorations to decorate like? Oh no 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 oh, okay no, okay no. okay no. Because <laughs> I mean, there's okay. all, they can only fit so many schools at Disneyland. So I was wondering if they're going to try to like you know, start to spread it out a little bit. All well, right. the, actually, in a way, they they are bringing Grad Night to everybody. Live streaming? No, they're doing it by making a Grad Night movie. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, oh. they're doing a, a Disney grad night movie. Is it like a documentary or is it going to be like High School Musical? It's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a, a, a story about a bunch of kids who went to grad night and they get stuck in, uh, in Disney. Oh, that's stupid. I mean, I mean, if they try to do it more like a you know a movie targeted for like you know little kids, more more like Disney Channel movie, mm-hmm. I guess it can pull it off. But as a major uh, feature feature film, oh, that's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't really know how much uh, about it, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it it was announced a couple days ago, um, but nobody really took it seriously until uh, um, I think a couple hours ago when people were talking about it. But yeah, they're uh, doing that movie. Oh my god, uh, I I don't even know how to reply to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. So I also got to see Pacific Rim Uprising um, on the Thursday. Uh, the midnight showing and I'm gonna start by saying a couple of good stuff I'm not gonna spoil the movie I'm just gonna you know say what I think about the movie Uh, then I'll probably rant a little bit uh, about the bad about the bad stuff okay holy shit the battles was epic so so did, did they do what some movies do which is a bad habit of showing the best scenes in the trailer, or is there actually um, still good ones in there? No, no. Uh, I think I don't think the trailer gave away that much. Okay, good. I mean, th- there's a lot of movements, but it's robot slow action movements, you know, because yeah. they're big, so they have to move slow. Um, yeah, but holy shit, the battles were epic. But that's pretty much all the good stuff. Does the trailer give away the the main story, or is it does it develop does it do a good job of developing while you're watching it? Okay, that's where the bad stuff is. <laughs> uh. Okay, so the bad stuff is uh, at, at, it's at the very beginning of the movie. Um, the pacing was a bit slow, but it's very understandable because there are new characters in this movie that needed needed to be introduced. Yeah. So the only way to take their time telling the story is you know. Flashbacks. And yeah, fl- not. They didn't do a whole lot of flashbacks. Okay. Probably like um, less than thirty seconds of flashbacks. Like just 
you know, what happened to the rim and who sealed it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, they needed the time to introduce all these new characters. And that's pretty much the drawback um, from the film. And, I, you know, they, they had a, uh, some of the characters that were brought from the old movie, um, like Charlie Day, uh, which you're a fan of. Uh, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, I I really thought that he was going to shine in this movie, and he really did. But I was expecting more of him because I I'm a big fan of his, and I'm guessing you're you're a big fan too. But yeah. there's a there's a big twist in it that totally fudged me, and um, I guess it was a good thing because it kind of gave me a different insight of what I was expecting. I was expecting so much more. I'm trying my best not to tell you no, no, that's uh, fine. any spoilers, I, I, but yeah, yeah, it, I think it was a good twist. That's the thing that I, I, I liked about it, and I guess it was a good thing. But oh, overall, I, I think I had a great time watching it. Um, the cre- the end credit scene totally pumped me up for the next movie, though. I'm I'm really excited for the next. Oh, uh, they pulled the Marvel. They pulled a Marvel, but it, you didn't really have to wait until the very, very end of the credits after oh, the credits. It's the mid credits. Uh, yeah, it's not even mid credit. It's just right after the title. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since people aren't used to non-Marvel movies doing it. That that's probably a smart idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, this goes back to the first Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. It's they're not great movies, but they're entertaining movies. Dude, it's the only movie that you can watch that you can relate it to um, Gundam. That too, yeah. It's I the mean, only good Gundam movie. <laughs> and, and, uh, well, until we see Ready Player One, because Gundams are in it. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. You do yeah. see Gundam, Gundam Zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I heard that there's there's quite a bit of it in, in the movie, so I'm pretty excited for that. Well, I mean, they do a lot of space travel in the movie, I mean, in the in the book, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. I mean, Gundam Zero can turn into a plane or a ship, so yeah. Anyways, uh, so back to back to Pacific Rim. Yeah, it's not going to win any major awards, but it's entertaining to tell, and that's I mean, it's kind of like watching um, what's it called, uh, the Expendables. Mm-hmm. You go in there to see dumb action. So don't complain when it's dumb action that you see. <laughs> I go in to go see robots beat the crap out of each other and beat the crap out of kaiju. And I, let me tell you, that's what you get in this movie. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. And mm-hmm. cheesy one-liners, that's just, uh, you know, that's just a cherry on top. Yeah, and, and uh, I know we, we spoke about this before, but um, we I was expecting a speech like uh, like how... You know, in the last movie. And um, it turns out that, you know, they kind of played true to it by saying, hey, we're not going to deliver the best speech, but we're going to have one. <laughs> and I, I think they uh, they did a pretty good job of, uh, you know. They, they did what Independence Day did. Did you see the, the, new, the, the, the recent Independence Day? No, because it was so bad I didn't want to watch it. Okay, so, I mean... Not spoiling them. If anything, I'm, I'm helping you here. You yeah. know how Bill Pullman does a... Is it Bill? Yeah, Bill Pullman does a, the, the, the famous speech, the best speech yeah. in movie history in the first yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of try to do that in the second one. Good, really short-lived. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's probably what the writers uh, thought about, too, when they were writing this movie. They're like, we're not going to try to top the last one. We're just going to put a speech, but we're, we're not going to, you know, go the whole nine yards. No, and, that, and that's the thing. I, I think at a certain point, you kind of have to say... It's going to hurt us more to even attempt it than if we just exclude it and, you know, make people want, you know, like, oh, they should have done it. Yeah. Instead of, oh, that was lame. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I'm kind of happy. So is it more like an inside joke for the, the speech? Yeah. Okay. I, I think so. Yeah. And okay. I think they did a very good job with it. And surprisingly, this time around, uh, one of the producers is uh, one of the people that are in the movie. And that's uh, John Boyega. He, he actually produced this film. Oh. Yeah, so he had uh, a little bit more of um, uh, control over the movie. Uh, he uh, had control over the casting and uh, uh, the storyline. So I-, I think that's actually pretty cool. Oh, I didn't know he was one of the producers. Yeah. Um, you know what? Okay, so speaking of John Boyega, mm-hmm. as I was putting away my new posters, by the way, I got you a, a, a poster from um, uh, Rampage. Oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I saw the ones we got from Comic-Con, and remember, we got the Attack the Block poster. Oh, yeah. Totally so, forgot about that. Yeah, I, I did, too. I, I remember <laughs> the movie, but I forgot we got a poster. So I'm like, damn it, if I ever have a chance to meet John Boyega like, at a signing, I'm taking that poster with me. <laughs> nice. And it's funny, because his, yeah. like, like, his name's not even on the top of the poster. It's on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like with all the other kid actors mm-hmm. in the side, and the actual writers, producers are on top. I just find it. I'm like, oh, forgot about this little little this little gem. Yeah, uh, I was trying to figure out how much is his net worth, uh, but uh, they've been so secretive on how much he's getting paid for all the Star Wars movie that they they didn't really release anything. And uh, people keep asking him, but he's not saying anything. But uh, for Attack the Block, he actually got three hundred mil. For that one, what? I mean, three, I mean, sorry, three hundred thousand for that. Oh, one. Sam, like that was like a small independent movie. Even that, yeah, even it was a huge movie. It was still one that made it got yeah. paid that much. Yeah, so he got paid three hundred thousand for that one. So uh, I think that's pretty good for a uh, small movie. Yeah, I mean, that, I think you know most of the actors probably just did it to get uh to get noticed or to get you know some, something to yeah. put under their belts. Yeah, I don't think he he even wanted to go that far. Uh, I think he was probably just wanting to do like uh, small movies, but because of that role that uh, he played, it got a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, John Boyega uh, did an interview with um, uh, Chris Harris. Oh, no, Chris Harris. Uh, that's the wrong guy. Uh, Chris Hardwick on uh, his podcast ID Ten T. God damn it, dude. Boyega does such a good American accent, like, without even trying. Anton? Yeah. There you go. So you were mm-hmm. kind of... Yeah, he does an amazing accent, dude. I forgot what they were talking about. Um, But he just popped into, like, an old school... Like, not old school. Like, a, a ghetto American accent. Yeah. He's very good at it too, cause uh, he he did the ghetto accent for uh, Detroit. Yeah, and I yeah. And, and I think that's where like the the accent was from. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm like, damn it! Like, I'm. It's kind of scary how easily 
uh, Brits can do American accents that well, and we kind of struggle with uh, British accents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, a lot of uh, Brits and Australians are are doing a lot of uh, American roles. So. And I think that's why they practice their American accents more. Yeah. Especially, uh, what's his name from um, uh, Walking Dead? Doing the southern accent? Oh, uh, what's the name? Lincoln? Oh, damn it. oh, is it Lincoln? Oh, I was thinking of uh, the other guy. The, the redneck guy. Oh. It does it? Is he realized? I didn't know he was Australian. Yeah, he's Australian. And oh, uh, oh, he... Yeah, he says at the very beginning he would go to Starbucks and just order stuff like he's from the South. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, damn it. It worked. I wouldn't yep. have called that one. Okay, so this weekend we have Ready Player One. Next weekend, the uh, A Quiet Place, which that one looks really interesting. Yeah. Uh, first time I've ever seen a... Well, well we've seen a couple of couples in movies yeah yeah and uh like uh mr and mrs smith but this is a whole different level this is very serious uh-huh and it, it, and i think it's just the the premise of it like I, I it's not just like oh it's a scary movie with monsters it's kind of like how you want to you want to get to know that world yeah, and for and for listeners that don't know what a quiet place is, it's a horror movie with um, the guy from The Office. I'm blanking on his name. Um, <laughs> the guy that played Jim in The Office. I'm blanking on his name. We'll uh, just call him Jim. <laughs> uh, John Krasinski. Yeah, John Krasinski. And uh, and then his wife Emily Blunt. And they Real have wife. To... Oh yeah, what? Well, I thought they were just dating. I don't know they're actually married. No, they're married. Oh, okay. Um, they have two kids. They live out like in the cabin somewhere, or, or like you know, a house in the woods. But everything's very silent. Everything they do, they can't make a noise. They're sign la- They don't even even speak. They're doing sign language. And as the trailer goes on, you realize that any little sound uh, seems to attract some sort of monsters. Yeah. So basically, the premise of the movie is: if you want to live, shut the hell up. Which is what you always yell <laughs> in a horror movie. Yeah. You know, somebody's being hunted and they're talking mm-hmm. very loud and you're like, shut the f- up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, just the whole premise of like, how did they even get there to begin with? And is the whole world like that? Yeah. Kind of reminds me of a video game, though. Like, you're trying really hard to play an espionage mission where you're yeah. trying to, you know, creep up on people. Oh, it's Splinter Cell the movie? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, th- that's what... Uh, hey, surprisingly, he's in uh, Jack Ryan, which oh, is a I, Tom Clancy movie. I mean, show. Uh, show. Show yeah. based, on, based on the writing and also spin, kind of a spinoff from the... Was it was it Tom Cruise that did the movie? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Yeah. Oh, the, no. Chris Pine did a... Oh, no, you're right, right, right. See, we did this last time. We confused him with Night and Day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been meaning to bring that show up for the last two months. <laughs> yeah. I kept forgetting. Is that show yeah. on yet? No, it's coming out this summer, I think. Or this summer or this fall. Yeah, when I first heard about it, I'm like, dude, I, I this is really interesting. Uh, this is something I want to see. Well, especially because uh, he did a great job in, was it 13 Hours? Oh yeah, dude. The, ben- he, the Benghazi movie. Yep. Dude, I'm like, I think that was the first movie I saw him in that was like a serious military. I'm like, holy crap, he's 
he's good. Like, he's, yeah, I mainly he's not, seen him. He's, he's not the Jim that we know. I know. Like, holy crap, Jim can, <laughs> Jim can kill people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you can tell he's uh, he has the potential to be a very good action star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I kind of want to see how he's like in a horror movie. All right, Anton. If people want to... Wait, what? There's, there's more. There's more. Uh, yeah, so Last Jedi releases this week uh, on Blu-ray, digital, whatever release. Pretty much everywhere. Um, and there's something that's worth watching on there. Uh, there's a bunch of extras. And uh, I think the thing that uh, a lot of people on the internet have been raving about is a documentary on it. It's called um, The Director of The Last Jedi. And I checked it out, actually. Um, I know the Blu-ray won't release until tomorrow when we're airing this episode. Um, but... They did a digital release early this past week, so I kind of spent 20 bucks on it just to watch this director's <laughs> uh, documentary. Yeah. And I'm going to have to say, it's, uh, it's very, very good. It's an hour and a half, and you know all those backlashes where people aren't too happy about you know a lot of the things from the movie? Well, yeah, nerds. Nerds yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, it, nerd, all of nerd that, life. Yep. <laughs> a lot of that is addressed in this documentary. And there's a lot of scenes um, in the documentary where Mark Hamill disagrees with, you know, everything that Ryan's doing. But yeah. at the same time, you know, this is not the same Luke that we're talking about. So surprisingly... Mark Hamill did such a good job to portray the the, the vision of Ryan. And it, it's heartbreaking when you see Mark Hamill, uh, you know, not agreeing to the Luke that he knew and uh, doing whatever he can to, um, you know, portray this character. Well, and, especially because uh, Mark Hamill, <clears throat> I mean, he's, he's, a, he's such a veteran that I would think that he'd understand that Luke changed. This is not, I mean, I'm assuming that's, it's actually what, 25 years in the movie world. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's almost like seeing like, you know, a, a soldier, you know, going into the battle for the first time, you know, getting, you know, following him through that and then cutting to him with, you know, 20, 25 years of military experience in battle. They're not going to be the same. No, they're not. They're going to be more callous. They're going to be more. I mean, for the lack, you know, what was it? Would be a word for it. Um, I can't. I can't think of the word. And I, and I know listeners are probably yelling at me. Several synonyms. <laughs> but just like very, just very callous. Like you don't give mm-hmm. an f anymore, or no. you don't. You 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 lose. You know, funny that the that the, his first movie is called A New Hope, but you lose hope. Yeah. <laughs> and. You know, in, in this movie, he, you know, uh, Luke wasn't the Luke that, you know, used to be Luke anymore. He's more of an Obi-Wan. Yeah. Because, you know, Obi-Wan is, I think he's pretty much the same situation before. I mean, uh, there was a time where uh, Obi-Wan wanted to do whatever he can to train uh, the, the next uh, generation of Jedis. You know, he wanted to do... Mm-hmm the right thing but then after a while he had to go away and hide 
because of all of the um, bad things happening in the world. But same thing here, you know, eventually Luke had to leave and, and, and trying to, you know, um, reconcile what he's trying to do well, with his family and everything. But well, and, and what The Last Jedi shows is despite, you know, whatever happened to Luke, which, you know, The Last Jedi does explain, you know, what what made him oh cynical that's the word i was looking for yeah. earlier cynical mm-hmm. yeah um with kylo ren mm-hmm. i think that's uh that's very well said that's, yeah that's, that's exactly what it is yeah the tur- that was his turning point and the, the last jedi is his the, the the ending is his redemption yeah and here's the thing like ryan does make a really good point with how he portrays um luke skywalker in this like <clears throat> Especially for the ending scene, like um, what we always want to see is Luke using his powers. We we would always imagine him like taking down a destroyer with his bare hands, just you know using the force. We wanted to see that. We we knew that he had a lot of power, but we never really got to see a whole lot of it being used in. Well- the previous movies. Well, it's like it's like that uh, video game trailer that uh, Star Wars, not Force Awakens. Uh, the Princess. No, something Force. The Force. Uh, and, and I know it's Force Unleashed. Wasn't that the, wasn't that the movie? No, Force Unleashed. Unleashed, and then the, for, the movie's Force Awakens. Yeah, but it's like that trailer. The yeah. the main character brings down a freaking dis- star destroyer. With yeah, that's uh, that's uh, um. Darth Vader's apprentice. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, you, you would think that Luke would be to that level. Yeah. And, you know, in, in this movie, Ryan wanted to do something like that. But, you know, that's too obvious. And that's mm-hmm. that that's a really powerful move. And, yeah, it would be really, really uh, visually amazing. So he thought of a different uh, force power that would mm-hmm. be more meaningful and is as powerful and the one that he chose is projecting luke skywalker in in a, on a different planet that's really really far away yeah yeah that's actually more power if you think about it than taking down a star destroyer well we've never seen somebody do a force um uh, what would you say force image or what, what was it called uh projection projection <laughs> yeah uh, with a live jedi mm-hmm. the only time we've seen a force projection is from jedi that passed away yeah force ghost force ghost yeah the, with the blue he didn't have a blue hue though like the other ones did <laughs> yeah well this is an actual uh projection instead of uh being a ghost oh okay so if you're alive you don't have the blue hue <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's that uh you know it's that static or that uh uh, it's no it's that snapchat uh, filter no no but it's, it's the interference <laughs> it's the interference coming from the other world the, the other other dimension you're mm-hmm. trying to come back and get a little interference yeah. so you can only come in in, in a blue uh blue filter <laughs> <laughs> blue snapchat filter blue snapchat filter yeah go. dude there's so much more that i want to talk about but i don't think we have enough time but uh dude this this documentary really hit the heart uh, and I think it's uh, 
you actually see Mark Hamill break down. And it's very hard to watch. He did, um... There was a video of him walking through the... I, I guess it was like the, the, the prop master shop or, or one of the workshops where they were testing out the the Yoda puppet. Yeah, yeah that's part of it too. Yeah, and, the, yeah. they showed it. Like he, he sees Yoda for the first time and <laughs> since, since uh, you know, Empire, not Empire Strikes Back, uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And they, like, it's an old friend. It's an old friend that's a puppet. <laughs> yeah. And doing the voice and everything, it kind of took him back to that time when they were filming that scene. Yeah, they go way back. You know, when, yeah. he, when he had a, we had to run through with him on his back, mm-hmm. where all those Yoda, Yoda backpacks were inspired by. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, the, I'm kind of interested in the the extras for that one specifically since it has so much of the the actual the actual inspiration and the the motivation for that for that stuff. Yeah, and, and here here's a, a couple of things that uh, I I can talk about um before you watch it, um the movie was originally really long and the current um opening for the movie isn't the original. They actually had uh, a couple of extra cuts. It originally started with uh, John Boyega instead of you know uh, that whole uh, fight scene. Uh, I kind of like the fight scene, so I wonder yeah. how the John Boyega one would have turned out. Yeah, it, it, the pacing would have been really slow. So I think the final cut right now is probably the best choice in 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 cutting for the movie. And you know, in the end, I, I agree with Ryan with his vision and his choices for the final cut. And yeah, I, I give him so much power to it. Watching this documentary. It, you can see that he's running around like, you know, like acting like he's a, a, a nine-year-old playing with action figures, you know? And I think that's well, really cool. It seems like all the Star Wars directors have been having that, uh, that, that reaction, you know, yeah. even JJ, JJ yeah. with the, you know, the real puppets and really, you know, be more, mm-hmm. uh, what do they call it in, in film when you don't use like CGI, uh, practical effects. Yeah. Practical effects. Yep. Uh, yeah. You're having fun with that. I'm s- I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of Carrie Fisher stuff, right? Or, oh yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. They, okay. There's there's some in there. Okay. Yeah, they did a lot of justice with this one, so highly recommend watching it. Um, let's. Uh, I got one more thing before we wrap things up. Um, okay. We talked about this, uh, I think, a couple of episodes back, where uh, Donald Glover is actually uh, got kicked out. Well. I don't really know the whole story, but uh, the Deadpool animated TV series on FX is now canned. So I uh, don't really know what the reason is, but I'm pretty bummed out that it didn't happen. Uh, for me, I-, I think it was probably because of his busy schedule. But I mean, if it's the- if that's the actual reason, I don't really blame <laughs> him. He's a busy guy. Yeah, and well, he has what music, act, uh, music, writing. And acting, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has he produced anything? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Is yeah. How his, busy uh, is. his his show. He's producing Atlanta. Oh, that's right. I forgot he had that. Yeah. If people want to support you buying more more uh you know special edition of 
Star Wars or other movies to see the extra content. This is the worst one I've ever done. How can I, we do that? <laughs> I, you, you can start over. No, no, it's fine. Just go. <laughs> to show to show that I'm human and I that I actually do think about these on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they can actually go to our website at www.the2oc.com and uh, purchase uh, some stickers or t-shirts. And uh, if there's something that uh, they heard on the show that they want to purchase, like um, maybe the Star Wars um, Last Jedi movie, they can purchase it through any of our show notes or uh, Amazon links on our website, and it'll give us a little kickback. Yep, yep. And also, you can follow us on social media on at... Oh, sorry, on... Follow us on social media at the 2OC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I swear I've done this before. <laughs> or you can send us an email to mail at the 2OC.com. Anton, anything else before I self-destruct? Nope, you can uh, self-destruct right now. I must, I, I will add, I just came home from the gym, so that's probably affecting me too. <laughs> yeah. All right. For the 2OC, I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Have a good one. Later. <laughs>